0: Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe.
1: I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them, they're, they're too, too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them, they're too, too old for TikTok. Today, we have an amazing guest his name is drew witty and he's also known as at doctor underscore ooh on TikTok. and we highlighted him back in august uh because of our love of his big cookie and lisa frank videos and now this week is i feel like the perfect week to have you on because there's all this west elm caleb drama but i am not even completely as in awe of that drama as i have been with your Martin's potato roll saga. <laughs> so we, we need to hear all about that and about all your other videos, but welcome to Tool for TikTok.
2: Thank you so much. And I will say that this uh, is the first time I've been a podcast guest on anything. So you guys got my inaugural, I feel like uh, it's like the high school movie trope where someone's trying to lose their virginity by prom. I've felt that way about being in my mid thirties and no one asking me to be on a podcast yet. Like. <laughs> Is there something wrong with me? Am I ever going to be on a podcast? And you guys uh, took my podcast V-card. So I'll always remember (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) I'm so uh, glad.
0: I
2: appreciate you guys supporting uh, my weird videos online. It's very nice. Thanks.
0: I feel like this was like our mission in life is to like find all the weird 30-year-old comedians (laughs) and take away their podcast V-card. I'm very proud
1: of that.
2: Yeah, you guys can... uh, (laughs) Have a nice little belt to represent all the notches in it and uh, I'm <laughs> right there with you guys, it's great.
1: Yeah, pop your podcast cherry. So we're definitely privileged to do <laughs> Oh yeah, that. I was gonna
2: ask the cursing to can how uh our kids say whatever you like to say. I'm not a big no cursor, cultists. but like it'll, it'll slip out or something. I don't wanna I don't wanna offend somebody.
1: We're we're open here, it's too right. old for TikTok. Yeah. can pop, say Popping cherries like. is cool. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So before we get into your other content, can you explain to any listeners who may not be familiar with the uh, Martin's potato roll saga? (laughs) Kind of give us a little background about that and kind of give us an update where that's at now.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like in the grand scheme of the TikTok landscape, uh, there was that whole like civil war going on. The ro- rogues and the something else. I was like so oblivious to all that, but that was a big plot line. And then there's the West Elm Caleb stuff that's been going on. And I feel like Martin's potato rolls was like the 21st biggest plot line on TikTok. I want to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's like being. uh I have a little bubble that I, you know, perform well in, and maybe that's like, I don't know. You know, it's 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 done pretty well. I still haven't had a single video hit a million views yet. I got pretty close with this one. And when you have a video that succeeds like that, you feel like everyone in the world has seen it. So I don't even know what it's like to have one of those videos that has like five million views or something like that. But uh, yeah, so anyway, the Martin's Potato Rolls kind of started with me. uh, Well, in one of the videos, I kind of detail my entire journey, which is uh, my dishwasher's broken. So I've just been making these like incredibly easy meals to like reduce the number of dishes I have to do every night. And a lot of that are these veggie burgers I make been buying Martin's potato rolls for a while, I've kind of like had a little trend of like just picking up on weird food brands and just kind of their weird things that they say on their packaging or the weird ways they market. I've, I've had some success in the past um, and just noticed uh, something really strange on the side of the package that said delicious to serve at the nicest dinners. And just that the way they phrased that was so awkward and weird to me. And I just imagined nicest dinner as in like society's elite. Kind of all at a party together and they're just all eating martin's potato rolls which <laughs> definitely is not happening anywhere i promise like they're great rolls but they're not getting served at uh i don't know uh, the illuminati club um <laughs> so i kind of made this video like saying that's what kind of compelled me to buy the potato rolls and then as soon as i bought them i got this invite to go to one of the said nicest dinners just threw in all these cheap graphics of celebrities that I can kind of do impressions of, uh, eating the potato rolls and talking about it, and then kind of tied a little nice bow at the end with a with a little shining reference, such as yeah, and it, it just kind of started taking off.
1: Yeah, and you were contacted, or did you reach out to, was it the granddaughter of Martin's Potato Roll? So you got in touch with the brand eventually.
2: Uh, yeah, so it was... Uh, I kind of, when it started taking off, I kind of just compulsively started checking potato rolls in in like the (laughs) Twitter search bar and Reddit and just seeing if anyone was talking about this whatsoever. And I noticed that someone completely random, I you know, all this stuff happened organically. Someone who had been, this girl named I think Ann without an E or Ann with an E, 79 (laughs) on Twitter, who seems very friendly, she contacted the Martin's potato rolls. And I noticed she had a history of talking to them uh, for a while, like they would just post a picture of potato rolls, and she would comment. So she seems like she has a, a great relationship with them already. So with that confidence that they had in that relationship, you know, Julie Martin, who is who is of the Martin family, she's a granddaughter, uh, said that she really liked the potato rolls. And as soon as I saw that tweet, I was like, okay, that's where this series has to go. I need to like get in touch with this woman who like signed her tweet, which I thought was really funny as well, just for like a social media manager to like put their put their name in there. So I kind of just took it from there.
1: Yeah, and one of my favorite things about it was Kyle Sheely commented, <laughs> and now you're kind of in touch with Kyle because he had the whole come and go, uh, scandal if you will and you made a parody of it and he seemed pretty cool about it in the comments Are you still in touch with him or how did that go?
2: Yeah, so I had made a video par- I was very obsessed with that whole situation when it happened just because it was it was very juicy TikTok drama and Everyone was talking about it. So I made a very stupid video because I had a history of doing these like weird videos about weird brands and I had done one about a toilet bowl cleaner And kind of acting like I was in cahoots with a toilet bowl cleaner with a video that did not go viral at all So that was the joke. It was less a joke about Kyle and like what about if someone like got busted for one of their non-viral videos uh, (laughs) Being revealed to be a marketing ploy Um, But yeah, since the first one people were like is this an advertisement for Martin's potato rolls and basically just commenting a lot being like uh, if this turns out to be a Kyle Schiele situation, I'm gonna be disappointed and, I, you know, at first those comments were fun, and I was like, I'm glad people are making the connection. But after a while, I was, I was starting to see so many of them, and I was like, this guy's getting tagged in these videos. And I've followed his content since. I don't know the guy at all. I still don't really know him. Um, I have seen that, like, he's kind of return. He seems like a talented dude. You know? I, I think what he did, like, was warranted to get some, like, shit for it. You know? Like, he kind of tricked a lot of people, and I get that. I get why people are mad, but, like... He kind of has a scarlet letter on him right now where people are, like, really pissed off at him still. I'm like, he he got enough for for what he deserved there, you know? Like, just let the guy live. And he's kind of returned to just doing, like, comedy videos where he just talks. And I think that's cool. He's not, like, trying to, like, do some weird, like, big viral thing again. He's just kind of being funny again. So, and, you know, ultimately I always try to be, like, subversive with whatever I'm doing. And, like, I knew when I wanted to make a video commenting on whether this was all a tie-in to Martin's, that his name was going to come up, and I didn't want to, like, dunk on him again. That just seemed, like, vicious and lame. So I thought, let's do the opposite thing and, like, kind of say, hey, like, you know, you get a second chance. And I actually got some pushback and comments about that. Like, people were like, I was with you until you invited that guy. <laughs> but he seemed so nice and, like, I, I don't know. Like, the, he got, like, three weeks of shit from people. I think that's enough punishment for the crime he did, and I think he should be able to, like, but I still haven't, like, talked to him really, like, I've liked a few of his videos since then. And so it's it's very uh, casual relationship with, uh, with Kyle Shealy. But I wish him the best of luck for being a good sport about that. He could have been like, fuck this guy, like, everyone's trashing on me in the comments. But he followed me, and I was like, that's a good, like, plot point of this story to bring him into the potato roll universe. So Kyle is an <laughs> official. We'll see if he makes an appearance at the, the nicest, nicest dinner.
1: Yeah, speaking of the nicest, nicest dinner, I think you wrote that that's January 31st, which is coming up. Is that actually happening? Yeah,
2: it's, I think I'm just going to kind of uh, retread the same joke. I have some surprises for it, but I don't think it's going to be a continuation of the story. I think I took the story as far as it could go with my communications with Julie, Martin, and the Martin family to the point where like everything that happened like actually happened. I've had friends be like, did you make that up and like all that was completely real but one thing i didn't show was julie like kind of trying to pitch me ideas while it was happening and i would just ignore them i was like i want this to be real so i just like wouldn't even respond and then i would just like pitch her something ridiculous uh for her to like respond to it but i was like this is just going to turn into an actual ad for martin's potato rolls which i didn't (laughs) want because then i'm you know i'm already kind of a potato roll guy and i know that I don't want to be that for the rest of my time on TikTok. So I am doing a video because coincidentally the date of the nicest dinner on uh, the original video was January 31st. And I thought, what a convenient time to just milk this joke one last time and just give it my all. Throw in a few other celebrity impressions I can do and just have fun with it. But uh, I will give you guys an exclusive. I am going to reach out to Julie to make a cameo. We'll see if she responds. I haven't talked to her in a few weeks. I'm going to see if I can, like, get her, like, in the video somehow. (laughs) We'll see. I don't even know what she looks like.
0: I am. I got to say there's something about the Julie Martin-ness of this that just cracks me up every time because there was people in the comments, too, who just kept using, like, the crown emoji. Like, oh, my (laughs) God, like, you're speaking to the heiress of the Martin's Potato Roll (laughs) family. And I was questioning, like, is she actually the heiress? Because then is she just an heiress who's running their social media account now?
2: I found out, so she is the granddaughter of the family, and I was like looking for a next point in the story, so I, I made up the whole heiress thing, she is a granddaughter, <laughs> I assume that she's somewhere in the Martin's potato roll, Will, somewhere, she's gonna get something, but heiress is a little bit of a comedic, uh, you know, kind of, uh. Over exaggeration. I just thought of like a kind of Paris Hilton type, right. but for potato rolls, I thought that would be funny. Uh, but she was like really nice about it. And something I love that like everyone followed me, like they interacted with the Martin's Twitter brand and like nobody said anything like remotely offensive to her. Like people got that I'm not trying to bring her down or like make her feel weird like everyone's just so nice to her and i was like really happy about that i didn't want this to spill into some weird thing where people were finding weird secrets about her or something like that i just wanted to like keep it very surface level because those things can get out of control but i did listen to a podcast that julie martin did who apparently her podcast cherry has been popped before mine but uh (laughs) the person hosting the podcast kept like hinting at secrets of the the martin family campus apparently it's a campus in pennsylvania and like hundreds of people like live there and work at the potato thing but then i found this other weird thing that like apparently their benefits are really good like everyone starts at like 19 dollars an hour and they have like free health care there for all their employees i'm like this is like some weird socialist society (laughs) for the martin's potato rolls i was gonna make this like a plot point in the story but it's also weird because i also heard that like They were big, like, Trump donors. Not necessarily Julie, but just, like, the larger family. So a few people, like, kind of tried to ruin the mood in my comments and be like, these guys are Trump supporters. (laughs) I was like, if you go high up enough in the ladder anywhere, you're going to find some Republicans, you know, Uh, unfortunately. But uh, they have this free healthcare system and all this, like, free therapy, and it seems like a really nice place to work. So maybe if there's renewed interest after the nicest dinner, I'll I'll deep dive that, but we'll see. (laughs) I didn't have time.
0: I... I love it. I love the, the weird niche you carved there. Um, <laughs> I'm always curious to ask this question to creators. Like, what do you think about TikTok made these type of videos work so well? And like, have you seen any success on like Instagram or YouTube otherwise? Or do you feel like it's really just specific to TikTok?
2: It's a good question. Um, I mean, I feel like TikTok is I mean, right now, TikTok is my favorite social media platform. I don't even try to post most of my stuff on Instagram. I just think that I've seen a lot of people, I'll I'll make this into my larger point about TikTok. I've seen a lot of people lately like kind of complain about the monetization to creators that they're not getting paid enough and YouTube does better. And obviously I agree with that. And like I am in the creator fund and I have not made that much money, you know, for my eight or so months of taking this seriously. But I do think it's such a unique platform that it gets your videos out to the right people. And if you're doing like quality work, like people are going to uh, see it. And that's something that if I was trying to do these videos on YouTube, I don't quite think I would find the same success, you know? So I think it is a bit of a payoff of like the algorithm. I'm sure as you guys experience, whatever you guys are particularly into on the TikTok algorithm, you're kind of served exactly what you want. Like I get all these like niche interests that I like. And then like one out of every 100 videos I get is a skateboarding video. And I don't skateboard, and I'm not necessarily a fan, but I think a cool skateboarding trick is like cool to watch every once in a while. And they like give me like one every 100 videos. And I'm like, that's the perfect amount of skateboarding for me. Thank you, <laughs> TikTok algorithm. But um, yeah, it's 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 a very interesting ecosystem. And I'm interested to see where things are going with everyone kind of complaining about the payment and uh, just general like bad vibes with the platform, but I, I'm like weirdly in the camp of just like whatever monster this thing is, I'm like appreciative for what it's gifted me so far. <laughs> you know? Like I got all these people to care about my stupid potato roll joke. Like that's pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome. I'm not gonna like sit yeah. around and be like, I didn't make enough money off of this, you right. know. It's yeah. it was a lot of fun, you know.
0: Yep.
2: So our economy system should be based on fun, is one my point.
1: I You're couldn't good. agree more. Yeah. <laughs> uh what's your job outside of tiktok
2: oh uh, good question so a lot of people thought i had a marketing background because of the martin's potato thing i got a few i got one comment being like it was someone who had been doing marketing for years and it's like the fact that this guy just made two videos and like got the message across so much better um anyway i work in the music industry uh which is why i was on tiktok in the first place because tiktok is very much a place of uh music discovery these days and things are breaking on TikTok all the time so I was just on it all the time and I've always had an interest in comedy and you know I've always uh repressed that dream to an extent and after a while just combined with the pandemic and just kind of being home all the time and having a little bit more free time from not commuting uh I was just like why don't I give this a shot and uh but yeah still working in music and have a lot of artists I work with that are on TikTok too, so it's it's kind of uh, a symb- symbiotic thing because everyone in the music industry is trying to blow up on TikTok. So, you know, the more insight I can get into that process, uh, the better, you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You talk about, it seems like you certainly use TikTok as a viewer as well, in addition to a creator. What is some of like the weirdest content you've seen so far on TikTok?
2: It's a good question. I mean, it's the algorithm is great and then every once in a while you just get a video and it's just something you don't want to watch whatsoever and it has like a million views and you're just like what the fuck is this (laughs) like (laughs) how is this popular i don't know i do a lot of hate watching on tiktok too like in addition to my so i get served a lot of stuff i like and then you know i'm not going to talk shit on any creators that are in my reach but like someone like do you know topper guild he like pours shit on you know, the topper. No. <laughs> you can do some hate watching for t- yeah. for topper. He's Indeed. he has like 27 million followers. He's uh, very much of for a much younger crowd. But he basically has all these videos of himself pouring condiments on his food, like large amounts, and being like, "This is what normal people use hot sauce, and this is what <laughs> how much hot sauce I use." It's really dumb, and I get like very like fixated on it. So I get a lot of like really purposely bad stuff that angers me, kind of like fed directly to me, which is my own fault. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like actual weird content I get, I, like I'm, it's pretty on point for what I'm looking for. Even when I want to get angry, they're going to give me something that's going to make me angry.
0: Yeah. We, we got into one recently that sort of sounds similar to this topper. It's a guy who just is like, is this better with an egg? And he just like fries an egg and then he'll take like a Burger King hamburger and put an egg on it, and he'll be like, "Is this burger better with an egg?" <laughs> and I just spent like an hour watching every single one of his videos, and they're all the same concept. He just takes food and adds an egg to it, and then at the end of the video, he's like, "Was this better? Yes or no?" Ah, I feel like it's so a, I'm, stupid, but I can't, I can't look away.
2: <laughs> I feel like the percentage of those videos, it's probably better with an egg, unless it's like something weird, like a, a candy bar. That'd be weird with an egg, but anything yeah. in the kind of savory. Kind of foods you're probably gonna. It's probably gonna taste better with eggs if you like yeah, eggs. Yeah. You should start there. Do yeah. I like eggs? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's probably gonna make it better.
1: You have such a like a distinct style in all of your videos. How did you come up with it? Was it like trial and error to see what got more views, or did you always know going in you wanted you know that distinct comedy style?
2: Well, that's a good question. Um, if you look at like my earliest videos, I like try to do like the skit thing a few times, and it, they're not great. I left them up there just like. Maybe so someone pursuing this as well can be like, oh, this guy's videos sucked at first. (laughs) Um, But I was having a hard time thinking like, how am I going to make X amount of videos a week of like skit formats? And I'm not necessarily a great actor. I can do like comedic acting to an extent, but I'm not like classically trained or anything like that. And you have to do the whole thing where you're playing several characters and there's a lot of setting up and stuff like that. Then I made... I shot one video of me talking about an English muffin going back to the whole bread thing that seems to be doing well for me. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I kind of held on to it for a while and I was like, this is actually funnier because it's more just me talking and that's always going to be the funniest thing I can do. And then I ended up reshooting it using the green screen function and just kind of throwing some things behind me and then put some music underneath it. And as soon as I did that, I think that video got like 35,000 views or something like that and my friend was like this is what you got to keep doing so yeah i kind of like to stay in that lane i've like slowly evolved certain things i do like music choice and stuff like that that probably nobody other than myself notices but um i like to kind of stay in that lane of just like talking because that's always going to be the thing i'm funniest at as opposed to like coming up with some like super clever skit you know
1: it makes so much sense that you're in music because the the, your music choices i love them i've definitely noticed and Yeah, in the background. I'll like click on some of your sounds, and they're sounds that aren't necessarily viral on TikTok, but I'm like, this song is amazing, or this version of a song is amazing. Uh, There's one you use a lot. There's like a, it's a church kind of song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's constantly stuck in my head.
2: Yeah, there's a, it's a Scala and Clockney Brothers. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but they did the choir version of Creep that was used in the social network trailer. But they have a whole catalog on TikTok. I've probably gotten those guys some nice royalty checks at this point. And I was using those. I kind of thought like I have kind of a monotone voice and having choir music behind me that is covers of pop music from the 90s uh, was kind of a nice contrast. So I, I felt like I kind of ran that into the ground. though. So every once in a while I'll bring those back. But I'm starting to like actually post songs that I like actually listen to in my free time. And that's always nice. You know, it's always like kind of artists that are a little under the radar, too. So if I can get them a few people uh, checking out their work as well, that'd be great, too.
1: That's awesome. So we always like to talk about trends um, since we're a TikTok trend podcast. And oh, yeah. the latest is obviously West M. Caleb. <laughs> so we would like to know your thoughts. Uh, what are they? <laughs> Do you have any opinions?
2: Oh, wow. Um <laughs> That's a great question. I, I mean, I've seen the whole, trust me, like I, I don't really do trends, but I'm 100% up on them and I'm like watching the discourse and I'm yeah. always like paying attention. I have seen, especially I live in New York, uh, there is a lot of like Hinge and Bumble and Tinder content on there and it's all in good fun. Like, you know, I've never posted anyone's picture from any, I think I did one video where I was talking about someone I saw on Hinge but I did, didn't show her picture or say her name or anything like that. And that was like a duet with Steve from Blue's Clues, actually. Um, That's like the only time I've ever like done like a trend. I was just like, I gotta talk to Steve from Blue's Clues. And my parents called me the next day and they're like big fans of my TikTok as much as they like never really know what I'm actually talking about. And they were like, Drew, we, we looked up that guy, Steve. Apparently, he's kind of a big deal. How did you get in touch with him? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't, amazing. you unfortunately don't understand how duetting works. Cool. Steve, mm-hmm. Steve wants nothing to do with me. He has no idea who I am. <laughs> but he's, he's doing great. Steve, if you can get Steve on this show, that would be a huge, huge get. Um, to. Anyway, I'm not trying to deflect the question. Um, I think it's, it's fun to like, you know, I definitely support women talking about shitty things that dudes do on dating apps uh, but I do think it's you know you got to be careful when you use people's names and and uh, their professions and just you know you, you got to make sure that everything you're saying is stuff that this guy actually did before kind of the whole world goes after him and it, you know you've seen like actual brands like incorporating West Elm I mean I did a video like about dating that was just about seltzer but it was obviously in reference to the whole West Elm caleb situation you know so who knows how that guy's feeling right now but uh it's been it's been juicy and uh you know i definitely think people should uh try to change the norms in new york city dating as much as they can and talk about ghosting and talk about sending weird pictures to people but uh everyone should be a little bit more careful with uh just saying people's like actual names and their Professions because can be some some rough consequences. What do you guys think? I don't know if you want to. What are your thoughts?
0: I feel like once like so now there's this weird thing happening right where brands and like legitimate media companies and advertisers are jumping on TikTok trends because they're like, oh, this is how we can get in and get like you know 15 minutes of fame or whatever by latching onto this idea, but it. I, that was where I was like, this feels like it's crossing the line, right? Like, I don't want like Target talking about West Elm (laughs) Caleb. Like that feels really effed up, right? Like, this is like a huge corporation now, like making fun and exposing this one dude in New York. Like that just felt, yeah, really off to me. That's where I'm like, Ooh, I really wish we could just like have our bubble of TikTok without brands now trying to like poke holes all over it and exploit it.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. I don't know. I try to be, I I have some funny like dating stories just in, just from being recognized for the potato roll series, like on hinge, like people will like match with me and be like, you're the potato roll guy and sometimes I'll write back and then they don't get like someone, uh, someone matched with me and they were like, you need to tell me every, all the secrets about the potato roll situation. And I just wrote back, I was like, you're attractive, and, like, uh, I'm happy to, like, joke about this or whatever. So I was like, what do you want to know? And then she didn't write me back. And then I was like, she had something very specific in her profile, so I was like, I know she's on TikTok. I wonder if she's a creator. So I go to her page, or her, and she has so many more followers than me. <laughs> so I was thinking I was, like, the coolest TikTok yeah. celeb that, like, oh, I have someone who wants to match with me. But in reality, she was, like, four times as big as me on TikTok. Oh my and... So I was the uh, small one. And I thought about, like, including that in, like, my potato roll series. But then I was like, that, that stuff can get so out of control. And it really doesn't matter. It didn't bother me that she did that. I thought it was funny, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's you got to be a little careful. And I, who knows, maybe in six months you'll be talking about the potato roll guy on Hinge. <laughs> <If> some, <laughs> someone will get mad at me for I mean, I, I'm pretty nice. So
0: hopefully I'm not <laughs>
2: doing anything toxic. But, yeah. Uh, uh, you never know. Maybe not giving away my potato roll secrets. Someone will put me on blast for that. But I do, you know, I've, I follow that one girl, Kate, who was very much at the center of uh, this. It, she was kind of the, the start of it. Like, she yeah. was, like, the epicenter. And someone she didn't say his name originally, but then someone figured out that's who they were talking about. So I was definitely, like, very intrigued through that because I was like, I know the original creator this was about so you know i've been watching it but just you know let's at least I like, give caleb a tiktok so he can say his side of the story or something maybe he doesn't want it i don't know
1: i think he actually created a fake tiktok like and it was this is not caleb and then quickly took it down but then he had to take down all of his other social media so it just all spirals into one huge crazy mess but you know i'm i'm all for these waves of TikTok because it's fun it's like what we talk about you know there's couch guy there's west elm caleb there's potato rolls they're all you know they have different consequences and entertainment value but yeah. uh, was there
2: ever a resolution on couch guy what happened there i, I followed and then I, what did they break yeah. up or what happened
1: they're still together and he wrote an article about how terrible it was for him that he was you know kind of in the zeitgeist as the couch guy and how it's really hurt him in life yeah um so yeah so people were pointing to couch guy and that article as being like this is harmful to west elm caleb probably in a more harmful way so but there's they are still together i actually was like thinking about the other day i like let me let me check this out yeah
2: good for that. <laughs> i do have, I have you can't really see my books back there You already can one of them is this book called so you've been publicly shamed and i'm not one of those people that Cares about cancel culture or anything like that, but I do think that there is something to internet mobs just going after like normal citizens, you know, uh, yeah. where someone who doesn't really know what they're doing, you know, it's not like Caleb's a public figure, you know, so it's it it gets a little bit more, you know, try to maybe keep his name out of it or something. I don't know, and I hope that he works on himself and stops being so toxic to women as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get
2: in therapy, West Elm Caleb, and work on yourself. <laughs>
0: definitely all right what is your number one piece of advice for tiktok
2: oh wow yeah i mean i think it sounds corny but i do kind of pertain to the like just find out what you do well and do it as best as you can um i'm sure you guys have noticed i don't i'm a little like high horsey about trends i don't really do them (laughs) i don't i don't like lip sync or anything like that and like That stuff is fun, I get it, and I understand why people do it and the platform wouldn't be as big as it is without that. At the same time, I think if you get all these followers and likes from doing some version of a joke that's been done a million times before, nobody's gonna like necessarily remember your kind of, your take on it, you know? So as best as you can to kind of be original, uh, you're gonna kind of have longer lasting than if you find success doing the, you know, drama sound or something like that and you say something funny uh i don't know i sometimes i sound like a hater i actually do a lot of the trends and i screen record it and i send it to my friends but i don't <laughs> post it because like i did one of uh have you seen that where they take the audio from the avengers where there's that big reveal and they stick it on like kind of more tame movies so it's like a crowd of it's like the, the movie yeah. theater audience going crazy but it's for like yeah. some like ridiculous so i just did that for The Robert De Niro movie, The Intern, and and, uh, it was this part where he's getting an an erotic massage from uh, someone at the office, and I thought it was hilarious, and I sent it to my friends. But I was like, if I post this, like, this is the nine hundredth funniest version of this. Vote, you know, if you're doing your own stuff, you're the you're always going to be the best and funniest version of yourself, and at the end of the day, that's the stuff that's going to hopefully stick in people's minds more than you know just so like tiktok lives and breathes on trends but if you're like seriously trying to get in and like kind of carve out your own thing but also uh i don't know i don't have the biggest following so maybe i shouldn't be talking (laughs) maybe my my advice is not great but yeah,
0: no, You have you're, a you're... much bigger following than than most. Yeah, you're <laughs> so you're a, a little
1: above twenty thousand, and I think you're on your way to you know hit big numbers. Yeah. So it takes some time. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with my numbers. It's definitely if you had told me when I started taking this seriously, which was like last April, like kind of what kind of numbers I'm working with right now, I'd be so happy with it but of course when you're in that system or something you're like i don't have more
1: right this guy
2: who's just adding eggs to shit has more followers than me (laughs) fuck that guy and it's it's such a stupid uh (laughs) psychological torture that you do to yourself but it really doesn't matter and you should really you know try to just connect with people on that i also i also do something where i like usually respond to most comments and Uh, and I don't know if that's lame or not, but I'm just like, why wouldn't I? I think
1: that's That's great. Yeah. I think I'm not gonna act above your
2: comments and so many people in my comment sections are like legit hilarious. Like they're really funny and that probably for every video I post there's like four comments where I'm like, I should've used that as a joke. Like that was a perfect way to to take this, you know? So anyway, I'll I'll keep doing that for as long as I can. It's fun to like interact with people.
1: Yeah can we uh, put you on the spot because we love your Adam Sandler impression and can we ask you uh, <laughs> some questions and can you respond in your best uh, Adam Sandler voice
2: yeah I'll definitely try I I, I found it kind of humorous how much I've been relying on impressions because that's definitely <laughs> not my like main thing that I ever try to get by on and I don't consider myself a great impressionist and usually it takes a lot of warming up but I'm not one of those people be like I'm not going to do that for you guys. I'll do it. It's probably not going to be as good as my usual one, but yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Disclaimer.
1: It'll, it's going to be amazing. All right. What would uh, Adam Sandler say to Lisa Frank? <laughs>
2: it's like a crossover thing. Wow. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, my whole thing with my Adam Sandler impression, everyone does their, like, you know, like they kind of like go overboard, uh, but I like to do like kind of a subtle one. So he would be like. So what would he say to Frank Lisa, aka Lisa Frank? All uh, right, there. How you doing there, Lisa Frank? How you doing? What's going on there, buddy? Oh yeah, I love your lunch boxes. They're so good. Oh yeah, that's good right there. All right, I like that. That's good. He just kind of mumbles like an <laughs> idiot. Yeah,
1: right so there? good. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
2: I think you should explain to your your audience that Lisa Frank, aka Frank Lisa, is a character that I do who thinks that he's the real Lisa Frank, uh, but he's a man named Frank Lisa, not Lisa Frank. So that's that joke. <laughs>
1: a great video series, yeah, it's so good. And what would uh, Adam say about the potato rolls?
2: Oh yeah, so I can give you guys a, a sneak peek at the nicest, nicest dinner, because he will be uh,
1: <laughs> oh my god
2: making an appearance and uh, part of the Martin's potato roll serious was me inventing this new potato roll, the granola rolla, and so I've been like driving around lately saying the granola rolla, and Adam Sandler's like goofy <laughs> boy. granola rolla, it's a
0: granola roller. it's a granola rolla, it's a granola, it's a granola I got the granola rolla here.
1: <laughs> That's so good. Someone made the granola rolla. I saw they duetted you. Yeah, uh, it looked pretty good. I I need I know. a granola roller. He
2: lives in Philadelphia, so I haven't. That's been the saddest thing is I haven't been able to try my own creation yet, but yeah. he, uh, he got to that first. There were a couple people who commented saying they were going to attempt it and he was the one who did it first. So he got the, the prize of the duet.
1: Nice. Awesome. Do you have any favorite creators you want to highlight?
2: Oh yeah. There's this is one guy named third person. I don't know if you know him. Um, yeah. so he has a couple like trending sounds right now. They're not like, uh, like they're not like the top trending sounds, but they're doing pretty decent numbers. And he is just a super creative dude. Like we're mutuals, I don't know him at all. We haven't like talked, but we are we are mutual friends. But he, I'm kind of like jealous of him because he, I do like three or four videos a week. And I, I'm not one of those people who can do three to four videos a day, which is what the algorithm tells you to do or whatever. But um, he just throws fucking great ideas out there so casually he'll just do he does, he posts so much and his his numbers are pretty good the ideas that he throws out i would like savor and like turn into a whole series and he's just like i'm just gonna just gonna give them to you you know um so he has like probably like fifty thousand followers or so and he's he's doing his thing he's got this song right now where um uh, <laughs> i don't know if you've seen this i'm gonna i do not have a good singing voice but he has a <laughs> A song where it's like, I don't want to be crying and shitting and puking and farting oh, yeah. and pissing. I don't want to eat anything
1: other than everything I love. I don't want to join anything other than the clean.
2: So he's the guy who started that
1: Oh um, yeah, and he that. has
2: this whole like parody song of it and he's like selling it on Bandcamp. Um, so yeah, I don't know the guy, but I think his, I envy how much output he has. Cause I'm like, this is kind of like a similar vein of comedy that I like to do. And I'm just like, you are so much more efficient at coming up with ideas than I am. Cause a lot of times I don't have any ideas at all. So everyone should check out third person. There's like three I's in there. I think it's T-H-I-I-I-R-D person.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll find him. Mem- yeah, that song is great. That's also been stuck in my head for a while. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I've been walking around singing that all over Same. the
0: place. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Drew. We're going to wrap up and go ahead and just, like, plug yourself. Let's remind <laughs> all our listeners, like, where they can find you, your handle, if there's anywhere else you want them to follow you in addition to TikTok.
2: Oh, yeah. So... My TikTok handle is Doctor, spelled out D O C T O R, then two underscores because the one underscore had been taken. Then U, mm-hmm. which is E W, and if you put those together, it's Drew. It's very stupid. That was my nickname in in high school, but uh, it's kind of stuck. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> you just got that, yeah? yeah <laughs> it's like cool. Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. It's just William. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, people from my high school call me Doc because of that, so it's kind of been and thus my instagram name is doc witty D O C W w-i-t-t i'm starting to do the everyone follow me on instagram and even though my instagram is less interesting than my tiktok but you'll get a lot of cool videos of dogs in brooklyn and my cats so you can check me out there and yeah I don't, we're gonna drop this nicest nicest dinner this martin potatoes finale we're pulling out all the stops potential julie martin cameo on monday so january exciting. 31st
1: so yes. be on the lookout
2: for that but uh yeah i really want to say thank you to you both i definitely uh, appreciate your support you guys reaching out you know a few months ago just to mention me in the podcast was a nice little like boost of like i'm headed in some some right direction doing this like i'm starting to reach people in the way i want to so i really appreciate it it's, it's nice of you guys and uh love your pod too
1: Oh, thank, thank you. you, and yeah, keep keep it up. Keep making the good content, and uh, we're glad to have popped your podcast cherry. <laughs> play some uh,
2: some sexy music or something. <laughs> we will. We'll play. We'll
1: play sexy music. Out. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll talk All to you right, soon. Guys,
2: thank you for your time.
1: from the CDC.